You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Yeah, hello, welcome to the show and a big one planned. Scotty Sattler, Gary Belcher here with you. And, of course, it is uh, Monday night after a big weekend of footy and not just in, uh, in the NRL, the AFL, of course, the, uh, the Super Rugby AU was, uh, was finalised with a big uh, event there at uh, Suncorp Stadium. G'day, Sats. There's uh, lots of happened. We've had some amazing performances and some pretty poor ones for teams. Yeah, absolutely. But huge news, of course, that's broken um, this afternoon about Jack DeBell and, yeah. and Callum Sinclair being found not guilty on one, on one of the charges, one of the six charges uh, that they pled not guilty to, uh, being found not guilty by a jury. Uh, there's a further five charges that uh, they couldn't come to a, uh, a decision on, and so the jury was dismissed by the judge. Now, they'll return to see if the Department of Public Prose- Prosecution wants to proceed with the further five charges. So at the moment, he still stood down on the no-fault policy by the NRL until those further five charges, um, a decision is made of what direction they want to take, Bad. So mm. huge news this afternoon for Jack DeBell and Callum Sinclair. Yeah, very, very, very big. Uh, now, of course, the, uh, the across the weekend, the well, the rumour that surfaced in the middle of last week around Xavier Coates, it's been confirmed. Uh, that he is off to the Melbourne Storm. What is going on at the Broncos? We want to know. You tell us. Do you know something about the Brisbane Broncos that we don't? Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Why are they now losing a star player? And we believe for less money to go to the Melbourne Storm that hurts than more. the Broncos offered. Mm. Uh, crazy stuff. We'll get stuck into that one pretty soon. Hey, uh, Dean Lonigan is going to talk to us now. There's a bit of a blow up this afternoon. He's the promoter of Justice Hooney and uh, and the fight between Justice Hooney and Paul Gallen coming up in about five weeks' time. Uh, Gal has blown up. There was uh, there was talk about a couple of things that they were they were considering moving the fight to Justice Hooney's hometown of Brisbane. Um, and they were also they've also put out some posters that he doesn't like. Mm. Of the fight. Promotional, yeah, promotional, promotional posters, fight. which basically shows Justice Hooney looking as if he is indestructible, uh, the Terminator, half-face, yep. which is half-robot, half-human, and uh, and Paul Gallen just as Saying that he's, he's going to terminate yeah. Paul Gallen's career. So, yeah, he's a little bit filthy about that, Paul Gallen. You, you'd like to think that the promoters would have – I'd like to think and I'd like to hope that the promoters would have first – verified and confirmed that with the other side before it's released. You'd like to think that everyone mm. would be involved in the process. Maybe not. Well, there's, there's the build-up's going to be is going to be huge. Another five weeks to go. I know about that. And he's got another fight in the in the next couple of weeks, Justice Hooney, well, no, as well against only, a Cameroonian. It's in it's in front of a quite a small, very selective 
crowd as well from all reports. I don't think you could call it a crowd. Yeah. 36 people at yeah. Fox Sports. Mm. I wonder if they're paying big mm. dollars to be there, like corporates. Maybe. To be ringside. It'd be very interesting. Um, our Kia top seven moments in sport, you can text. Plenty of them. Yours says Tommy Turbo's going to be hard to beat that one. Well, we saw Thursday what night. You see Josh Castle score six and you go, well, you have to score six to get man of the match if you're a winger. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then all of a sudden, you were saying no wing has been man of the match for the last seventy years. Exactly, then. exactly. And uh, but Tommy Trebojevic comes out with uh, the perf- the performance that he did on Sunday, Saturday, which mm. I think I can't remember being a better fullback performance since the nineteen eighty nine grand final. Gary Belt, <laughs> Channel Ten man of the match. Yeah, well, how'd you know that? <laughs> Mention to what you about a that bum Clyde just taking oh, the Clive Churchill off you? What about that? Brad Clyde, please. Yes. Um, <laughs> text us your Kia top seven moment or moments, 0477 Help us out before we get to that in case we get it uh, wrong. Woogie, this is very nice of you uh, to put this in the run sheet. Queensland is ruling Australian sport. Oh, what Thanks, Jason. Junk. Uh, won the Origin. Origin Last year. Shield holders. Last year. Sheffield Shield title holders. Now the uh, Super Rugby AU. Uh, with that win against the Brumbies the other night, that was a, it was an it was an incredible match, incredible match. Um, yeah, the, the Reds went in as the favourites. I think about forty two thousand people at Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, good crowd. There's a big concern now to that the uh, the surface was ripped up for Magic Round this weekend. Mm, they ripped. Oh, don't, didn't they do some damage to it oh. too? Those scrums. I you know I, I'm the the, the, the last. Five minutes probably had 11 scrums and they just kept packing and going again and packing I don't think and the, pushing I don't and think packing. rugby really cares what effect it has on Magic Round. No, <laughs> I don't think so. In fact, I think they'd be happy with that. Yep. Um, hey, tonight we are going to name our – we're going to start naming our origin teams and we are going to name the back five for New South Wales and Queensland. Yep. Our back five for New South Wales and Queensland. There's some contentious spots mm-hmm. up for grabs there. Some are saying Tom Travojevic should be the New South Wales fullback. And I'm, I'm with you, Sats. Mm. And I, a few weeks ago, it was Ryan Pappenhausen. Tommy is pretty special, though, isn't he? Um, can't see it happening, but maybe no. you think it could uh, on that text line once again, 0477 736 736. Hey, we better get stuck into the show. Sports Day, Sports Update. I'm going to read these results out. Scotty Sattler from the weekend, in case anyone didn't see. Yeah, some a few of these blowouts. Uh, and we're always arguing that, oh, there's, a, there's so much of a a uh, separation between the top and the bottom sides of some of these score lines. Well, the Storm 50 beat the Rabbitohs, who are currently running, I think, fourth on the competition ladder, 50 yeah. nil. Panthers, well, they said, well, what you can do, we can do better. Nelly. Almost. Panthers, 48. Sharks, nil. What's the better win? What is the better win? 0477-736-736. The Storm beating the Rabbits, a depleted rabbit side, or... The Panthers beating the Sharks. When you beat a top four team. I've also put that up as my small poll for Four Pines tonight, the official beer of Sports Day. So 50-50 at the moment, boys. Yep. What? Okay. What's the better win? Yeah, what's the better win? Panthers or Storm? Well, who's the bigger scalp? And if you hit 50, that's a a massive day out, isn't it? That was South Juniors, mate. yeah, sports players. Day Queensland and Sports Day New South Wales on Twitter. The uh, the Eels beat the Roosters 31-18. The, it was a really good game, actually. The Roosters, I thought, they were really gallant. They were tough in that game. And Haven't again, they got more injury concerns. More, but Sammy Walker, he got injured and well, pulled himself off the canvas. Uh, the Knights uh, called this game, actually. The Knights 24 over the Raiders 16. 24 unanswered points. The Raiders are leading 16-0 at halftime. Don't know where the wheels fell off. 
Titans 36 beat the Tigers 28. I thought the 28 really flattered the Tigers, to be quite honest. Again, a milestone match with Tommy Rodonigas at Campbelltown, the, the memorial match. And again, they were embarrassing the Tigers. The Cowboys 19-18 over their arch nemesis in the Broncos and the Seagulls 38. The Warriors 32. And the last game to round out, the Dragons. Comprehensive 32-12 winners over the Bulldogs. You notice how I went quiet when you started talking about the Knights and Raiders? Mm. Oh, what a ugly. struggle that it was has been. Fun. It was out at Wagga. It was down at Wagga and um, tremendous crowd, really good atmosphere, great weather. Mm. Yeah, love the regional games. Hey, footy tipping. Uh, I know we did that later in the week, but we got seven Wugs, I think, and Sats, you? Six, I think. No, I got is six. It? You got six. I picked mm. South. What an idiot. <laughs> I'm off them now anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I've thrown out my membership. Wow. Please. They've been a member for three and a half months, and now <laughs> exactly. you go. Here you go, the Roosters. He's going to the Chookies. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, let's let's talk about um, um, the uh, a couple of games. The Tigers, they have been very much um, torn apart. I know the Raiders. We've got to talk about them as well. But the, uh, once again, supposedly, or they were honouring Tommy Rodonicus at Campbelltown. Um, Paul Kent's quote, the Tigers want to be known as footballers. They just don't want to act as footballers. I think Harsh? It's, no, fair. no, I, I think it's fair. I think it is really fair. Yeah, the, and that's not just the Tigers. There are a lot of a lot of players or teams or parts of teams that they want to live the life of a rugby league player, but are they willing to work really hard to do the things, to be able to stack up against some of our best players in the in, best teams in the competition? What role are you going to play in your team, and are you doing enough away from the field? Are you doing the extras? Are you do do you know your role in the team? Because at the moment, uh, the Tigers they're just they're hot and cold, or they're mostly cold. But that performance they put up on the weekend was abysmal. Uh, some of their defensive efforts. I mean, Adam Dewey's having a really good year with the in attack. But there are teams that are that are that are uh, focusing a lot of their attack at Adam Dewey mm. uh, in defence. Uh, when numbers come at him, he's, he's struggling with weighing up on numbers. That puts pressure on everyone else around him as well. But he, along with uh, there are a lot of other um, guilty parties as well, that, that with that performance on the weekend, it was it was terrible. It was embarrassing to watch. And like I said, I thought the scoreline of of thirty six twenty eight. I actually thought it did justice for the Tigers, but it wasn't a reflection of the a true reflection of the performance. Uh, Raiders in a similar boat, really struggling. Second halves have been have been really poor. The, the Broncos found something, but got, got beaten at, right at the end. But this interesting quote that I read today, uh, haven't seen it for a while, but it's from Muhammad Ali: "The fight is won or lost far away from witnesses, behind the lines in the gym, and out there on the road long before I dance under those lights." Muhammad Ali. Maybe, yeah, maybe what mm. you're saying, Sats, is the is is the work going in behind the scenes from all of these guys? Are they all buying in and giving everything they've got every weekend, or are they just you only need a couple of play, players off the pace, not quite getting it right, and uh, and you won't win too you know, many the, games? You, you you mentioned the Raiders. I called that game. It was uh, at sixteen nil. It was quite a dour affair, but uh, the the Raiders looked like they were in they were in control. But then what happened at halftime? We don't know. But they got a lot of they got Ryan Sutton was injured out for the rest of the game. Joseph Tarpanay as well. Uh, injured, he injured his fingers from um, putting social media quotes out from the week before. <laughs> no, mm. he uh, he injured his knee as well. So they lost two middle forwards, which took a lot out of them. That asked Josh Papali to do a lot more work. He looked like he was gassed by the end of the game. And and if it wasn't for Kalen Ponga, they would have got away for the, with the game. Kalen Ponga was the difference. No, oh, he was outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. All right, we've got to go to this one, which is um, – 
Very concerning. Dylan Brown's knees on Drew Hutchinson that put him in hospital. Um, he punctured lung, broken ribs. Everyone that saw it went, whether you think he did it intentionally or not, I'm pretty sure he didn't. But certainly I was gobsmacked that he wasn't put on report at least mm. or even sent to the sin bin. Some even suggesting could have been sent off. Drew Hutchinson in the process of scoring or trying to score a try. What do you think, Scott? Firstly, when I first saw it, and it was there for everyone to see, Badge, wasn't it? I mean, I can't believe the bunker has missed it. I can't believe that – well, the referee missed it first and foremost, and you can probably excuse the, the referee missing it because there's so much going on. There's so much movement that I feel as though that um, you can sort of excuse him missing it initially, but that's what the technology wow. is there. I, so, I couldn't believe they missed it because they watched it and overall, watched it and watched it. And for more reports, I mean, obviously they've looked at it over a period of time and then we're going to hear from – uh, Trent Robinson really soon and what he had to say after the game. But they've obviously looked at it over a period of time and they've said they've communicated to the officials at the ground and said something's got to be done. Well, but, the, they kept looking at the shoulder charge from Neocora who yeah. got put on report, or didn't he? It was Neocora on Tedesco. On Tedesco. He, he got put on report. So they, they, obviously they focused in on that. Somehow they missed the Dylan Browns. Knees. Now, now, what happened next? He didn't get put on report, so Hutchinson went off, so they didn't get the free interchange for a start. Uh, only a few minutes later, they went to the break. They didn't get told till right at the end of half time uh, what was going on, that he was going on report. Um, Trent Robinson, who doesn't, he, he does, he's very careful with his words and he's pretty cool, calm, and collected. Uh, he wasn't after the game. Well, there was no action on the field, there was no action whatsoever on the field. I'm, I'm not saying, look, I don't know how they're going to judge that, but we couldn't even replace Drew um, with, a, um, with a free interchange because it wasn't even on report at that stage. They looked at it ten times and they couldn't find anything. And then um, they had whole, all of half time and then we run out in the field and they say it's on report now. They could have told us ten minutes in so I could have changed it in the ch- dressing room, but they told us as we were running out on the field. So I had to make a split-second change as soon as we ran out on the field. It's ridiculous. Like, that's... It's incompetent to, to not see that. Guy goes to hospital and then how long would that be? 20 minutes later, you put him on report? It's ridiculous. It was ridiculous, but I suppose some... I suppose some backup for Trent Robinson, the way that he was feeling about that as well. NRL head of football, elite competitions, Graham Annesley. Well, he was equally frustrated by the refereeing. I was just as bemused, to be honest, uh, you know, watching the game at home on television uh, as it took place. Um, there were a number of incidents that, that happened uh, that I thought um, left a lot to be desired in the way they were handled. And uh, again, as you've mentioned, I can't talk specifically about the two incidents that are subject to or could potentially be subject to match review and judiciary proceedings, but uh, I just felt that the standard of officiating, particularly from the bunker, wasn't at a level that we expect at, at uh, NRL uh, professional level. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it wasn't as a result of Trent's press conference that we acted. I, I was I was talking to Jared Maxwell, the referee's coach, uh, as soon as the full-time siren went. Uh, so I was already uh, you know, pretty determined that we had to take some action as a result of some of the things that we saw during the game. And uh, so the decision had largely been made uh, before press, uh, before Trent even walked into his press conference. But um, you know, I can understand his his level of frustration and the frustration of many of the people who were watching the game, either at the venue or on television. And and I was equally frustrated by some of the things I saw. 
So obviously there was was some communication in the 20 or 25 minutes after the actual event or during that 20 minutes after the the knees from from Dylan Brown, the communication between Graham Annesley onto Jared Maxwell, which goes on to the, the match officials who have been stood down. The, the well, well, Steve Chetty, was, he was, he's the lead bunker official at the time. He was stood down for the rest of the round. Mm. Now, Graham Annesley has said that should, at the absolute minimum, it should have been a sin bin for the knees. And therefore, Joseph Suwali could have come on and probably would have come on. They were really, they've been struggling for numbers, haven't they? And, yeah. And injuries, the Roosters. So he would have made his debut as an 18th man. Uh, that didn't happen, and they yep. were deprived of that opportunity. Exactly. And, and on our text line, 0477-736-736, what do you think? Should he have been sin bin? Should he have been sent off? Now, I think he intentionally dropped the knees into Drew Hutchison, but I don't think he anticipated what the outcome was going to be. Um, Dylan Brown, I think it's a at breakneck speed, you make a decision, and then he has made contact with Drew Hutchison and has apologised to him. That's, of course, to try and uh, decrease what possible punishment he's going to get, whatever it may be. But Danger says, what's going on with the bloody bunker? He should have got 10 weeks with his knees. So, well, I that's think the other end of the scale. I don't know about 10 weeks, yeah. but he, he should have he sh- he should have got – I don't know if he should have been sent off, but certainly Sinbind, as Graham Annesley says. And, um, yeah, it, it, he's, I think he's going to get a couple of weeks. Mm. Get a couple of weeks for it. So do you think it deserves? Everyone do you think up. it deserves more than a couple of weeks, but badge? I, I think it does personally myself. Mm. I think it. I mean, I like the kid. I'm sure he's he's sitting back lamenting the whole situation yep. and uh, not liking what how how it turned out. But but it's got to be a fairly heavy punishment so that be he doesn't minimum, do it again, and no one else does weeks. it. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't have that. Uh, alrighty, before we get to the break, uh, Queensland Origin winger Xavier Coates, as we said off the top, he's officially signed with the Melbourne Storm for 2022 and 2023. And what a turnaround that is, that he, we believe he's signed for less money to go to the Melbourne Storm, uh, I would say, not just to be coached by Craig Bellamy, but also, you know, for the chance to win a premiership in the next couple of years, as opposed for stay, as opposed to staying at the Broncos for a bit more money than offered. Um, but they're in a, in a big hole. What's going on? Is it just that they're not the brand that they once were, Badge, the the powerful brand that attracted so many so many good young players, it kept young players, but also attracted really good oh, it's been recruits tarnished. as well. Really been tarnished with that wooden spoon last year. Yeah. The way they're going this year. Um Do you think it do you think it began before that with the departure of Wayne? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people didn't agree with the way that it happened. Some people well, agreed. Well, some of the contracts in place were pretty Ordinary, you know, some players on long-term contracts, big money, options in their favour, yep. which worked against the club with their recruiting and having to let players go. It had a, a has had a real long-term effect on the club, and it, it takes a, a, a fair bit and a long while to dig your way out of that. It's mm. and they're still trying, still trying. So, yeah. in a bad place, and are oh, the Reds secured that stunning last gasp victory over the Brumbies to clinch the Super Rugby AU crown? Uh, and meanwhile, across the Dutch. The Crusaders dynasty continued. They uh, they defeated the Chiefs 24-13 in Christchurch. So now, uh, like Brad Thorne has said, he's got a, one of his concerns now, six days after they won that final, they've got to play a game mm. of, uh, of Trans-Tasman. Well, they'll be drunk till Tuesday. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the concern. Mm. He said there could be a, a few uh, second-string players playing <laughs> In their first game against the New Zealand sides. We'll see how they stack up anyway. Yep. Will be interesting. Better get to a break because uh, Dean Lonigan promoted to the stars. And, of course, he's uh, Justice Hooney's promoter and he's all over this Hooney-Gallant fight. He will join us next on Sports Day. 
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Welcome back to Sports Day. Badge and Sats here with you. And uh, time for our special guest. There's been some uh, some late-breaking news around the big fight that's coming up between Justice Hooney and Paul Gallen. And the promoter of uh, Justice Hooney, promoter to the stars, he's, uh, he's brought many of the great fights to us in recent times. Dean Lonigan on the line. Dino, how are you? And... Uh, is the fight going to be moved to Queensland? Gal's concerned. Unfortunately not. The fight won't be in Queensland. It'll be down in Sydney, and I'm relaxed about that because Gallon's worried about you know us having crowd advantage or judge advantage or referee advantage when it comes to the fight. It doesn't make any difference. Gallon's going to be biting the canvas within four or five rounds. And it's fair to say, with the amount of money Gallon's making, he would have fought at the bottom of a Mount Isa mine with Mel Meninga as the judge <laughs> and uh, Gary Belcher as the referee, because I'm telling you, it don't make no difference. He's going to make a huge amount of money, and he's going to be sat on his butt very, very hard. So, so can you tell me why? And I know he's blowing up about these these posters, the Terminator. You've got Justice Hooney, sort of half-man, half-Terminator um, on the poster, and they haven't gone down very well. Can you explain to me why Paul Gallen is supposedly getting like well over a million dollars for the fight and your man is nowhere near that, we believe? Oh, look, it's real simple. Gallen brings to the table what we desperately need in the game, and that is publicity. And so we're prepared to sacrifice money to get that publicity because at the back end of this, whether we fight Paul once or whether we fight Paul twice, 100% we, I'm going to have a franchise fighter in Justice Hooney and he will make serious money after these fights. Now, he will pick up, I suggest, it well into a six-figure payday for this fight. But at the end of the day, there's no doubt that uh, media equals money in the sport. Gallon brings it to the table. There is nobody else in the entire world, with the exception of Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, that we could fight that Gall- you know, and get the media that Gallon brings to the table and the money he brings to the table. So we're quite relaxed about him getting the money. And, mate, he's got to do his job, and that is just about working with us from a marketing point of view. And at the moment, Jesus, he blows up about everything. Yeah, <laughs> you love it. Ble- he bleats. Let me tell you what. He bleats like he bleats like a lamb being slaughtered. It's unbelievable. <laughs> hey, Dino, does Justice Hooney and, and you as, as his promoter and, and his trainer, Justin Hooney's trainer, do, do you see Gallon as a threat? The honest truth is I do, right? Gallon can't win this fight boxing. He can't win it fighting. The only way he can win it is to brawl. He will come with headbutts. He will come with arm bars. He'll be great, you know. He will come with low blows. He'll be doing anything he can to upset Justice Hooney, who's only three fights into his bloody professional career. So Gallon is a winner. He comes to win. He doesn't come to participate. He comes to win every time. Now he got to sit on his ass on a number of occasions playing the Mighty Maroons, as they should have. And it's fair to say this is one Marone Justice Hooney that's going to more than set him on his butt because Justice, I, I, did, a, I did a resume for him yesterday for the Sydney media because they haven't really seen this kid. Mate, it's like badge. It's like as if he played under 10s all the way through to under 20s uh, in, in rugby league and won the gold medals, won the Delhi in every time he turned up to play every year. It's, it's incredible mm. what he's managed to achieve. And, mate, he is, he is something very special. And what's special about Justice is that he's a big, strong heavyweight. He's six foot four and 108 kilos, but he moves like a middleweight. 
And, mate, that speed in this game, the punches you don't see are the ones that hurt. And where Paul Gallon's going to struggle is when he gets to round one, he gets hit probably 20 or 30 times. He's on the verge of going down. The bell rings. He comes out for round two, and it's going to be exactly the same thing. Now, Justice has not developed one-punch knockout power yet, so this is not going to be a merciful one- or two-round fight and Gallon goes down. This will be five, six, seven rounds of unbelievable pain for Paul. And while this is good for his bank balance, this is not good for his health. Yeah, now it, it, it's 10 yeah. rounds. The first time that Gal's had to go the distance, three-minute rounds, I would be thinking, uh, Dino. So so for Justice Hooney and, and Paul Gallon, most notably, who's not from a boxing background, it's, it's going to be unfamiliar waters for him, isn't it? It's very unfamiliar waters, you know, and 10 rounds... It's like running a half marathon and a marathon. They're going from six to ten. So, mate, this is a real fight for Paul. And uh, I've got to be honest, he's going to be out of his depth. You know, by the time what he what he won't be able to handle is the consistent pressure. Like when you're fighting, Paul Gallon is moving from basically a circus act with washed out has beens, and he's now moving to an elite fighter. And we're moving away from the entertainment business and into the hurt business. And so, Paul, that's where he's going to really struggle is when he starts to get really hurt with the shots that Justice loads up on him. But most importantly, the pressure that comes to bear. And that pressure is, is, is it's never-ending, number one. And number two, this ain't like a rugby league field where you can bludge on the blind. There's nowhere to hide in the boxing ring. And, mate, when it doesn't go good, you get hurt. Why? And I know you're putting the Australian heavyweight title on the line. In fact, we'll talk about it in a sec. There's another fight for Justice Hooney even before this, but... Does it not concern you at all that that he's got the Olympics coming up? Justice Hooney already named in the Australian Olympic side hasn't had the, you know, he can he can still fight because he hasn't had ten pro fights. Does that worry you at all that if something goes wrong, if there's a a bit of a slip or or Gallon gets one in that you weren't expecting, that his his Olympic dream could go up in smoke? Well, look, the answer is that probably the biggest thing you worry about is injuries and maybe nicks and cuts. But at the end of the day, when you're prepping for the biggest fight of your life, which is going to be the Olympics. And just as soon he started boxing at age nine, and his goal was to do nothing other than to go to the Olympics and one day win the heavyweight title of the world, mate, you've got to get prepped along the way, Badge. So if you want to go and play with the big boys, you've got to spar, train, and fight the big boys before you go and fight them again. And this is all about match fitness. And you'd know this well when you, from your playing days, Badge. When you played the first game of the season, it's fair to say you're always sucking for breath. When you play game mm. number five, six, and seven, you're a lot fitter a lot stronger, and you're ready to compete. And that's the rationale here. And it's not my rationale. It's uh, Rocky Hooney's dad's and trainer's rationale that uh, Justice just needs the fights. And I've got to be honest, this boy would fight every single month, 10-round fights, if he could. And the great thing about this fight with Gallon, Justice will become so well-known, we'll be able to afford just about any fighter in the world at the back end of this, right up to the top two or three in the world. And uh, it just means I can keep him extremely active on pay-per-view because pay-per-view is the whole reason we do this business. That's where the golden goose is, and we get to shake the, the money tree. And when the money tree is shaked, it means you can afford you know, anyone in boxing. And I can promise you this, when it comes to boxing, unlike any other sport, money solves all problems, and, mate, we're on our way to the promised land. Yeah, it's a Tyson <laughs> angle, isn't it? Tyson used to... Custom Mudd used to get him to fight every four or five weeks, babe. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And is that why... He's got this fight coming up, this very little-known fight against Christian Soy in a few weeks' time. Tell us about that, Dean. That's, you're right on the money badge. We're going to do that in a very special environment in a Fox studio. So on May 26, Justice Hooney will fight for the Australian heavyweight title against Christian Zoy. 
has always had about 10 fights, never been stopped. Far more skilled than Gallon as a uh, as a you know as a boxer because he's a real pro boxer. He's had an extensive amateur career, and mate, a much tougher fight than Gallon to be bluntly honest. But he's only about five foot ten, five foot eleven, so about the same height as Gallon. So he's perfect prep for us, and he's just part of a long term master plan that's been in place for a very long time. So not concerned about it. It's going to be a tough fight for Justice. But it's, again, what we do to get them ready for one for Gallon, but two for the Olympics. Dino, for, uh, from a promoter's point of view, does it matter if he wins gold at Tokyo? If he doesn't, does it harm oh, him from a marketability of point of view? Does. Here's what I can tell you. If Justice Tooney goes into June 16 and knocks out Paul Gallon, yep. then turns around and wins a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics, then comes back, and Gallon's got an option his way to do a second fight and fights Paul Gallon again and does the same thing, this kid will be the number one, don't worry about the number one boxer, the number one recognised sports person in the country, and I can just about guarantee you without looking at the numbers, he could make anywhere from $1 to $3 million next year, and after that, who knows, anything. So it's fair to say that it's very, very important for Justice that he wins the gold medal, but forget about the money and the marketability. He's wanted to do that as a goal for such a long time. It got delayed last year because of COVID. And I just want to see the kid do well overseas and, and try to achieve his, you know, his goals, his dreams, and his ambitions. And, and, and a gold medal at bloody Tokyo, that's, mm. that's number one right now uh, on his agenda. Well, you've made us all sit up and listen, Dean Lonigan, as his promoter, because, uh, of course, you, you, you brought us Jeff Horn a few years ago and no one believed, I think, deep down that, that he could win... Uh, that fight against Manny Pacquiao, and that was one of the greatest uh, days of my life to, to watch that. So we think you're on a good thing here with Justice Hooney, and, um, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a fight in a what in about a month's time, um, five or six weeks' time. Yeah, there's no mucking around, Badger. Just remember this, brother. He's a dead set, dyed-in-the-wool Queenslander. He loves the Maroons. He loves rugby league, and he's just a... Uh, the, uh, they're of Tongan slash Samoan heritage, and they... Uh, unbelievably grateful for the opportunity that Australia has offered the family. And mate, they're going to represent Australia with great pride at the Olympics and going forward long-term, I believe one day he will win the heavyweight title of the world and that'll be something special for all Australians to enjoy. Great stuff, Dean Lonigan. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival. Australia's first GUV. Righto, Woogie, get your small poll out for Four Pines, official beer of sports day. It's update time. What, yeah. what was it about? He's always promoting things very small. I know. Woogie? You too. are just so funny. Uh, I, I put up the, uh, the small poll tonight. What was the better win over the weekend? The Panthers over the Sharks, 48 nil, or the Storm over depleted Rabbitohs? Storm. 50 nil. Course, well, people, no, listeners After are disagreeing with you, side. boys, at Sports Day Queensland and Sports Day New South Wales, uh, 55 45. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, no, they will, no we, it's my poll, mate. Storm 67%, Panthers 33 Well, it's just freshened oh, up then. Oh, there just you go. Freshened. Good work, Sats. Mm. Righto. Just saying. Okay, Warrita, <laughs> let's do a hot topic now. Now, hot topic time. The Waratah Fencing, Australian made for over 135 years. We are going to name our 
Queensland and origin and New South Wales origin back five sets. So Rod from you've got to say this right, Toronto. 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 And then Newey. Yeah, Rod from Toronto. He says Teddy will be the fullback guys for New South Wales because he'll be the captain. Cowboys Broncos game yeah. on the best of the weekend. Well, even so, if he's not captain, he's the fullback. Yeah. We know that. I think I think we know that. Uh despite the fact that Tom Devojevic has been was incredible on the weekend and has been great since he came back. So let's 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 do our New South Wales teams first. That's who have you who have you got at fullback? Teddy? Oh, James Tedesco. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Who's uh, your wingers? Adokar and Tupo. Last year's wingers, outstanding. Yep. Adokas, you couldn't leave him out. And I think Daniel Tupo was one of the best players on the park. Yeah, I've got, I got Adokar and uh, Tommy Trebojevic. What? Yeah, the reason why I wouldn't want to put him in the centres if I'm New South Wales selectors is because I want him to drift around the field, have the ability to do like Nathan Blacklock, Blacklock used to do in his career, just can't drift he, around the middle of the field. But can't he do that more from the centres than he can from the wing? You sort of can if you yeah, if you start shuffling def- uh, attackers out, your back row mm. ends up in the centres. and So you can, but there's a lot of moving parts if you have to have to do that, where Tommy Trebojevic on the wing, in the centres he's, he's more or less, not all the They've time. They've just got a glut more of players. Yeah. Uh, so I put you in the centres... I have got um, Tommy Travojevic, and I'm really struggling between Jack White and Latrell Mitchell. And I think if Latrell comes back and plays a couple of good games, he'll be there. Well, I think he only gets and one. Jack, he might get one or two. Now, yeah. Jack, for me, no, we're not up to it yet, but I'm just letting you know why he's missed out on – because if you're listening, Jack, you're not the centres, you're going to be number 14 because oh. you can play back row, 5'8", fullback, you could play centre – you can just about play anyway. We're going to do the halves tomorrow night, but you know he's, he hasn't played five eight for for New South Wales yet. He's always come no. on as a. Who, who are your centres? Latrell then? Mitchell. Yep. Again, I, I look at it from the opposition's point of view. I don't want Latrell Mitchell in the side. Oh no, yeah, he's, a, he's and he's been great. Jack Whiten, and I think that Jack Whiten will be tossed up with Clint Gutherson because he is oh, his yeah. form, and there are a few positional changes there when it comes to their weekly. Rolls, mm. but I'm going to say Whiten at the moment. So outside backs that miss out. I do like your idea about Whiten being 14. Yeah, but. I should be keeping that to myself. That's, yep. that's too good. Uh, let's go through um, Queensland at the back. Uh, could you have anyone but Ponga at the moment? No, Ponga. Um, ahead of Val Holmes and, and Brimson and Co. So yep. on, on your wings? I've got Val Holmes and Cole Felt. Oh, have you? Okay, yep. well, I've got Val Holmes and uh, Xavier Coates. Yep. So Coates, Xavier Coates, he's got to be there. He was there. I've got him in the like, centres with Dane Gagai. In the centres? Because he he's plays actually, right in the centres? He's actually a centre. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I've, he, got, I've got Gagai and Brimson. I pushed Brimson into the centres. I don't mm. know if he's played much there, but, geez, he's pretty robust. He looks like a, he's a goer. Yeah. Got some good speed. So. AJ Brimson was you know really good in that first game in Adelaide last year until he got injured. I did toss up AJ Brimson at fullback and Ponga in the centres at one stage, mm. but I thought, yeah, you just what? you can't leave Ponga. What about that Kyle Felt try? On the weekend. That's why Cole felt throughout his whole career sometimes has been rocks and diamonds. But one thing you do know about him is he's a massive body. When you see him in person, Badge, you, you've seen him in person. He's a big human. He can move really well. He's got good footwork. And when you're coming out of your kick return, he's he acts like another forward. Outside of that, he comes up with freakish plays like that 
and very good under the high ball as well. Mm. So not bad targets if you've got Felt and, and Coates out yeah. on the edges. All right. Well, there you go. That's our uh, – what, what do you think, actually? Tell us. Um, 0477736736 is our text line. Yeah, we've got one here. Sporty Gav, he says, Badge and Sats. Freddie usually has no problems in playing guys out of position. Whiten has played in the centres before. Tom Drobojevic also. So I won't be surprised if they are selected in there. I think Zach Lomax would have been a great origin player, of course, He's been injured. Busted, Campbell Graham. thumb now. Busted as well. Yeah, there's look, there's plenty of them. We haven't mentioned Cody Walker as well. He's been in great yes. mix. So um, that's just our selections. But uh, Freddie could have a completely different look. New South Wales side, that's for sure. Waratah Fencing, innovative fencing solutions that work. Stick with the best. Waratahfencing.com.au. This is Sports Day for Kia. It's, oh, Sat's got himself a new Kia, didn't you? I did, Kia Serena. Yep. Well, this Picked is it up on Thursday. Beautiful. Well, this is for the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Back soon with our Kia Top 7. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Sports Day news headlines for Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. As we reported earlier, Jack DeBellin has been found not guilty of one count of aggravated sexual assault and the jury couldn't agree on the five remaining charges, so... The judge dismissed the jury and now the Department of Public Prosecu- Prosecutions, they now need to decide if they're going to pursue those further five charges. Now, you've got to remember, this is the second trial that both mm. he and Callum Sinclair have had. Yeah, so the decision will be chase the other five charges or drop the charges altogether. So be interesting to see what happens in the coming weeks. I've got some other late-breaking news this afternoon, boys. Uh, there's a new trend starting, which you started, Sats, believe it or not. Uh, people are now... New brides and grooms are wanting more and more alpacas oh, at their weddings. There was something else. Why? Alpacas. I told you. What do you mean? Alpacas at so, their weddings. Yeah, so more and more. They're like the, instead of they're ditching the flower girls and the flower boys. How many do you have? So the alpacas. Two, one each. So, so the alpacas <laughs> walk up the aisle before. Yes. Really. Spit at the mother-in-law. <laughs> They do. They, they do spit, don't they? Yeah, they, they do spit. Like, yeah. They do spit. They do uh, they're spit. like llamas, are they, or camels? Yeah, so that's what's happening nowadays, guys. So you uh, all laugh at me. Now you two are part of the minority. Now, Gary, I know for a fact your beautiful <laughs> wife, Swanee Gar- uh, Carlene, would love the alpacas. Your twin girls, you'd be the father of the year if you took your girls to alpacas. Yeah, right. I thought you were going to say oh, one of the Gary twins. the alpaca. The other twin would get <laughs> an alpaca. Gary, an alpaca. what a great a name for yeah. an alpaca, is a Gary. Good name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much. That took off in Japan apparently, Woogie, so um, we just love following the Japanese. News headlines for Polaris. Get range of confidence for the price of a quad. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. Now on Sports Day, the Kia Top 7. For Kia, introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Yeah, well, Rod from Toronto, just before, he said his favourite game of the weekend was the Brisbane Broncos up against the North Queensland Cowboys. It was a good game, 19-18 in the end. And one of the most experienced players, Val Holmes, well, he ices the game with a field goal with two minutes remaining. 19 from the line. Granville back to Clifford. The travel almost lost it. No field goal attempt. Back to Drinkwater. Now Holmes will get a shot. 
great, great stuff. Game. Got him home. It was messy. Wasn't it was a crazy, crazy <laughs> setup with the field goal. Uh, that Tamalolo tried beforehand. Was a beauty. Uh, you mentioned the Panthers and Sharks game, and uh, apart from the fact that Nathan Cleary is probably the best on the park for the Panthers again, what about Brian Toto? Ran for 309 metres, but his post-contact metres, that's after he gets to the defensive line and the big units he's running into, 132 of those, more than any Sharks forwards normal, usual, that's regular run-of-the-mill run metres. So... Bad for the Sharks and great for Brian Toto. He is a, he's a machine, he isn't is he? He is outstanding. Uh, number five in the Kia Top 7, I, I called this game, Wagga Wagga. Kalen Ponga drags the Knights back from 16-0 down at halftime. 24-16 was the final result, including his own try. Left-hand side, Brayley to Ponga. Alarm bells ringing. Kalen Ponga plants the ball down and gets the Knights back into the ball game. Oh, he's a player. He was the difference. Certainly outstanding. Yeah. And he's tough too. He got he got belted around a bit in that first half. I thought he should have gone off early the in the Raiders. game with a, with a HIA. Mm. Yeah. Starting to get a bit of a complex here because I, my next one is number four in the Kia Top 7. Kyle Feltz, try. What about that? When he just turned himself inside out and reached over the back and scored in the corner. If you want to um, see, once again, I haven't got any audio for mine, so I didn't do my homework. But watch it on the NRL.com highlights. Absolutely outstanding in that uh, that game for the Cowboys. Now, who does the Kia Top 7 in the end? Who puts them in order? Is that Woogie? Usually. Because he's an idiot. This because is tough. Tom Trebojevic, in one of the most dominant individual displays I've ever seen, That's probably the most dominant fullback display I've ever seen. It was outstanding. In his 100th game. Two, ga- two tries in his 100th game. Sirenen made the tackle. Oh, that's too easy. That's to the script right there. Who's going to score the first try for Manly? Of course, it's Tommy Turbo. Jerry Evans to Draboyevich. Away from one. Looking for a second try. He's got there. Tom's over. Didn't have to use the turbos. He just had to use the joystick to go left and right to the line. Outside of that, he had... I think four try assists. The first six tries, he scored oh, He scored two and set up four. Yeah, and then had nine, ten tackle breaks. Yeah, Just it was outstanding. Absolutely You're ridiculous. wondering why he didn't make it to number one. Well, there was a couple of things that happened, including this. The Queensland Reds won a, a thriller on the Super Rugby AU final. Went right down to the wire. Not sure why the Reds aren't taking the scrum. Zupo driving hard at the line. Zupo, has he done it? No, it's play on. They go wide. They go wide. They get the try. It's O'Connor for Queensland. You know, the uh, the official for that match was Nick Berry. And I think he had a bad time in Canberra at some stage of his career because he just hammered them in the he, last five He wasn't going to let the, uh, the, the yeah, Brumbies yeah, let mm. him win. All right. And the last one, the key top seven. Well, six tries to the Fox. Loading up left to the Fox. All right, they go left to the Fox. There's Munster. Goes out the back now to Hines. Throws long. Olam stopped on a dive. Here he goes. He's got Fox. six. He's yeah. got it. <laughs> the Fox has got his six. Count them all. You'll need a second hand to do it. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's, his name's Josh Adokar. He actually has got a name. He's not just the Fox, but how good was he? Outstanding stuff there. Six tries. Hasn't been done for 70 years at the mm. top level of Rugby League in the Sydney Comp at least. Kia Top 7, introducing the all-new Kia Carnival GUV with an SUV-inspired design and spacious seating for all eight passengers.
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.